Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. So today we come before the word of God and we talk about the power of of affirmation. Let's go back to our foundation passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Paul begins in verse 11 talking about all the things as that he has suffered as God's servant. Then he says to the Corinthians in 15, for though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ. How many of you know everybody wants to be an instructor? My Lord, if I did everything, if I jumped every time somebody had said frog to me in the name of the Lord, how confused would I have been? I've had people come up and prophesy over me and tell me there are things that I need to do that the Lord told them that I was supposed to do it. Now, I treat that very seriously. And I do go before the Lord and I ask Him about it. But if it doesn't bear witness in my spirit where the Holy Spirit lives, I don't let somebody else's well-meaning. Can I tell you this? Nobody should direct your life but the Spirit of God. Paul says, you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, and most of them are well-intentioned and may be legitimate, but you do not have many fathers. That is, someone who's been involved in your growth, someone whom God has used to help, help you either come into the kingdom or grow you into the things of God. For in Christ Jesus, he said, I have begotten you, through the gospel. That is the wonderful good news that God has given me. I have deposited it in you. And we are joined spiritually together as father and children. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. He's not saying, let me be Lord. He's not saying, I'm your boss. He's saying, imitate me. That is, remember, Paul said, I am the least of all the apostles. In me there dwells no good thing that is in my flesh, he said. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So what he's saying is make Christ your life. For this reason, I have sent Timothy to you who is my beloved son and faithful son in the Lord who will remind you of my ways in Christ. How do you think that may have felt Timothy, made Timothy feel to be called by the great apostle who wrote 13 books of the New Testament. This is my beloved son. He is faithful. And in another place he said, I don't have anybody else who's of like mind than my son Timothy. How do you think that must have made Timothy feel? You need to understand that our God is into affirmation. It flows out of his heart. What does it mean to be affirmed? What does affirmation mean? It means that there is a transfer or a deposit of value, of love, of esteem, of trust, of recognition that empowers somebody 
to become something greater than they ordinarily would have been without the affirmation. That is, God invests life into somebody. Encouragement. It is energy. It is brought on by love and trust and, and value. Our God is the master affirmer. I want you to turn with me to the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1. First book, first chapter. I want to show you the affirmer in action. And while you're turning, I want to tell you something. There are people that God is going to bring across your path who are dying for your affirmation. You say, well, Pastor, I'm dying for affirmation. Well, the way to reap is to sow. You reap what you sow. Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he, cre he created them. Then, first thing he did, I want you to notice this, the first thing God did is God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. You notice the order? Before they got their assignment, they had to get their affirmation. See, the world operates just, the, just all squirreled up. And a lot of times, those of us who are in places of leadership, and even as parents, we, we are trying to figure out, well, what you need to do is, you need to do this, you need to do that. How many of you know that the first thing you need to deposit in your children is not what they need to do, but who they are? And the value of that affirmation. Because what you do is energized and successful only out of the context of who you are. Come up here just a minute, sweetie. I can't do this to anybody else. I know you don't want to, but I can pay for this later at home, see. The word, when it says in verse 27, after he created man and woman, he blessed them. Do you know that if you study the original Hebrew root of that word, it is barak in the Hebrew, and it means this, watch this. It means that God looked at them after he created them. He looked at them and he said, I adore you. I adore you. The word Barak, to bless, means to hold you in a place of reverence and esteem. I created you, I adore you. People in this room, people who are watching over the live stream, listen, you can get healed if you will listen to your Father today. He is saying to you out of His Word, I adore you. Not on the basis of what you're doing or not doing. 
I adore you. I created you in my likeness. I redeemed you with the blood of my son. I don't define you on the basis of how many times you fouled up your life. I adore you. Oh God, give us revelation. Give us revelation that you adore us. God blessed them. He pronounced blessing. He pronounced affirmation on them. And then out of that affirmation came their assignment. I will supernaturally empower you by my blessing to take dominion over the realm that I've given you. How many of you know that you are going to fail? You are not going to prolonged have a prolonged season of success by getting these in reverse order if you don't know who you are in your father's eyes you will not do very good at carrying out the assignment he gives you because if you don't know who you are in your father's eyes you will lose the energy the affirmation the trust the love the esteem to get over here and recognize that you are not responsible for results. You're only responsible for faithfulness. The only measure of success in the eyes of God is not a page of results, but whether or not you are faithful. You can't change other people. You can't change circumstances. You don't even really have the power apart from the grace of God to change yourself. Esteem. Affirmation. It's a trust. You say, well, pastor, that's just, you know, that's just... Uh... Turn to Genesis 12. You thought it was going to end with Adam and Eve? God found a man that he decided that he wanted to be the father, the spiritual father of all of us. The spiritual father of all of us. And according to what we find out in history, this man, Abram, later changed his name to Abraham by God, came from a group of pagans he wasn't a Sunday school teacher. He didn't know who God Almighty was. God introduced himself. Chapter 12, verse 1, The Lord said to Abram, I want you to leave your country, leave your family, leave your father's house to a land I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. I, How am I going to do that? I will bless you. I will bless you. Listen to me, Abraham. Listen to me. I adore you. All these pagan gods that your families worship, you need to, you, you're going to have to leave that. I adore you. And I am going to super, remember, the second part of the, of the word Barak 
I adore you, I reverence you, I honor you. And the second part of that is, I will supernaturally, supernaturally empower you to get done anything I assign you. If I put you in a realm, you don't have authority over everybody else, but I'm going to give you authority in your realm. He blessed him. Do you notice what else? He said, I will make your name great and, I, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. What we find out in the New Testament is, especially the book of Galatians chapter 3, is that the blessing of Abraham has been culminated in Christ Jesus and it was not terminated, it was perpetuated. Did you hear what I just said? It was not terminated in Christ Jesus. The blessing of Abraham has now been granted to you. It is perpetuated. In Christ Jesus. Moses had messed up in his life. He had taken in his own hands to kill an Egyptian when he saw one of his kind. One of the Jews being beaten as a slave of Egypt. He wandered out in the wilderness as a fugitive. Eventually, he caught up with a group of people who took him in. He worked for his father-in-law, Jethro, herding around a little group of sheep. Remember that this man had grown up in the palaces of Egypt. And one day, as he was herding around a group of sheep on the side of a mountain, he looked out in the distance, and he saw an amazing thing. He saw a bush that was on fire. And contrary to what he'd seen before, where lightning would strike something and it would eventually go out, this bush burned and burned and burned and burned and burned and didn't burn out. Do you ever internally wish that were you? That you could just keep on burning and quit burning out? Moses, the Bible says that he got very curious and he said, I will now turn aside to see this great thing, why the bush is not consumed. You know, I reached a time of burnout in my own ministry. I started a ministry many years ago. Dean and I had not been married very long. What a disaster. It crashed and burned. For days and days and days and days, I was on my face and on my knees in tears, dazed, and I felt like it was, I'd done all I knew to do, and I was so sick and tired of trying to make the religious machine work, I just resigned. You ever been there? It'll eat you up. And God, in His grace, showed me the secret of the bush that burns and burns and burns and never burns out. That can go through the deepest heartache known to man and keep on burning. But I had to turn aside and see. You find out when you turn aside and see it's not about you. It's not about you. It is all about the understanding and the acknowledgement that there is one who is 
hopelessly in love with you who will give you all the energy you ever need and he is without ever he never runs out his energy is sustained day after day after day God spoke to Moses and he said Moses Moses said here I am then he said an amazing thing take your shoes off out here in the desert Take your shoes off. Moses started unlacing his shoes. And God said, the place on which you are standing is holy ground. Any time and place in your life when the Spirit of God speaks to you in a way that you connect is holy ground. I'm going to send you in as an instrument in my hands to free my my people from Egyptian slavery. God, I'm a fugitive. I'm a wanted man. I can't speak, much less go in there and reason with the Pharaoh of Egypt. And God said, surely I will be with your mouth. I will go before you. Pharaoh won't listen to you, but he will listen to me. Samuel had gone to anoint a king under the direction of the Lord. He went to a home of a man named Jesse who had several sons. Jesse brought all the boys before him, and one by one by one, the Spirit of the Lord said to Samuel, the priest, not him, not him. Samuel kept saying, God, he looks good. He's strong. He's masculine. He's athletic. Surely this is our king. No, no, I've rejected him, said the Spirit of the Lord. And finally, everybody in the whole house had passed before Samuel, and the Spirit of the Lord said, none of these. And Samuel was about to leave, and he said, is this it? Are there no more? And then almost as an afterthought, Jesse said, well, I do have one more, but he... He, he's just a child. He, he's working out in the pasture. He, he, he's our, our servant guy. He works in the pasture. We don't bring him in front of guests much. Samuel said, bring him in. So he went out there and brought a little shepherd boy. And the Spirit of the Lord said to Samuel, Arise and anoint him. This is the king. You know the story of King David. He didn't start out as a king. But how many of you know that when he was put to the test and everybody said, you can't face Goliath, King David, the shepherd, said something that is amazing. It showed how affirmed he was in his inner man. You know what he said? He said, your servant, Saul, your servant has been out working for my dad, and I have slain bears and lions. Who does this uncircumcised Philistine think he is defying the armies of the living God? I will take him out like I took the lion and the bear. Now, did he have a little affirmation or not? 
See, he knew who he was. And therefore, he could do what he did. Don't try to do what you do till you know who you are. Invest in it. Take pains with it. Pray over it. Meditate on it. Speak it out. Act, it, act on it. I could go on and on, but I won't. I'm quitting. I'm going to finish this next week. Oh, there's all kind of great examples. Then we're going to get to what God says about you now that you are in Christ Jesus. Because you need to understand this. There's only one way God can see you today. His word says over and over again, you are in Christ Jesus. The only way God can possibly see you is in Christ Jesus. Any rejection before, does the father reject the son? Well, how could he possibly reject you if you are in Christ Jesus? We're going to talk some more about that next week. Let's stand. Everybody say this with me. By the grace of God, I belong to my Father. Through my Savior, through my Lord, Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, give me greater revelation of how you see me. Give me the revelation of your love, your grace. Help me to know and to really get it that you adore me. I am yours, created and redeemed, your son, your daughter. I am really yours. Give me greater revelation that I may walk in the affirmation that comes from you. You are greater than this world, its messages. You are greater than the lies of the evil one. I choose today to believe what you say about me, about my circumstances. You are my God. I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. Greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. I want to walk in that affirmation. In Jesus' name, show me those areas in my mind where I'm resisting the acceptance of who you say that I am. I will not, I will not define my life by my own past choices. I will define my life by who the Word says that I am. I am who you say that I am. I can do what you say I can do. I will do what you say I can do. In the name of Jesus, more than a conqueror, give me revelation of how you see me in Jesus' name. And having seen it, I will pass it on. I will receive it, and I will give it 
open my eyes to those in my life who are all around me, who are dying for your affirmation through me. I will speak to them. I will affirm them. I will grant them value. I will encourage and love and recognize those you lead into my life in the mighty and holy name of the Lord Jesus. Let's give the Lord praise and honor and glory for all His goodness and mercy. Hallelujah. We worship you and praise you. Well, we look forward to seeing you next week. God with God is going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.